Help I Got a Mac, podcast episode number 177. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. everybody and welcome back to another episode of Help I Got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Chris Fighting. We're here each and every week to talk about Apple goodness, whether it be your Mac, your iPad, your iPhone, and all other iOS devices. Apple it is. That's what we're here for. Hey, Chris, you know what's really cool? I just realized. What? We talk a lot about the Mac right now. Well, that's because Lion just came out. Okay, fair enough. You know, but it's not just Lion. It was even before Lion came out, we were talking. We seem to be talking about the Mac a lot more than we used to. I mean, we're, we're, I think it was the Mac App Store that really started to turn the tide of uh, getting us back on the Mac-related stuff. Yeah, well, it's just, there's good software, and you know, Final Cut came out. And yeah, yeah. So. I, I just want to say it's, it's exciting because you know I love the iPhone and I love the iPad and and stuff like that. But it just seemed like we were very heavily focused on mobile devices put out by Apple. But uh, I'm kind of excited to be back into the Mac world, and talking about stuff. And I'm really, yeah, it's I'm, cool. I'm really excited. I, I have a confession to make, though. Uh-oh. I told you that I'd wait, you know, 60 to 90 days before upgrading my production machine to Lion, right? <laughs> well, I couldn't wait. I went ahead and did it. I th- I, that's what I thought based on the tweets, of the, the Fury tweets I saw this weekend. Oh, man, I was so angry yesterday. It was it was crazy. Um, so I, I got Lion all installed and, you know, and I'm getting used to it. it. It's actually cool. I like it a lot. Uh, there are a couple things that I want to know if I can do and figure out, you know, and stuff like that. But uh, so far, I'm really digging Lion. Uh, there's a couple bugs. I will tell you that there are a couple bugs. Chrome has crashed on me about five or six times, um, mm-hmm. you know, doing various different things like going in and, and trying to do, fi- you know, click on a link and do file save as. And when it goes to pull up the dialog box in Lion, it, it crashes my Chrome. Uh, I've noticed that happened a couple times. And then the other day, uh, yesterday it was, I was working on this massive proposal for a, for a, a job where I might go to California to do some work. You know? California. Exactly. And so I was working in Photoshop to put together this diagram um, mm-hmm. to, to show what all this equipment would look like. And in fact, I, I even went and found this image of a, you know, one of, an equipment rack box that's it's a uh, black veneer wood and uh and i and i went in and i did the magic extractor on it and i sized it down and then i took the pictures of like a compressor limiter gate and a headphone amplifier and i cropped those and i did the whole skew and distort and and everything to make it look like it would look like when it's installed in the rack i mean i went way out right (laughs) so spent two hours on this thing and so after two hours, so, so the two, that whole two hours, were, were, were you saving as you were working? I was not. Um, ah, okay. I, here's the deal. I started, I, I, by the way, I started out with equipment.psd, which is a Photoshop document that has 
<clears throat> a ton of equipment in layers and they're, they're all hidden until I go in and say unhide this and then all of a sudden I've got a Mackie mixer on the board on, on the page and I say okay I want to unhide this digital recorder and then it shows up and so I have this PSD document that is always there and so I was just un, I was unhiding things I was resizing them I was moving them around and then I was opening up you know assets off of the web you know like a Skype uh, a, a Skype logo a really high quality Skype logo and making it transparent and I would copy and paste that in and and so I I I spent about 2 hours on this thing and then I said okay now I and and I didn't want to save it cuz I didn't want to keep all this I wanted to do file save as and as soon as I hit file and then I clicked on save as boom gone disappeared all that work disappeared it's no good. Nope. And uh, it's never happened in, you know, in Snow Leopard or any other version of, of the Mac software. But in Lion, it, it just it just went away. And so I loaded it back up. And by golly, there was, you know, it says, what do you want to do? And I opened up the equipment.psd file. And I, I went to file open, recently opened files. And I clicked on that. And, you know, in some Adobe products and, and, and even some other products, it'll say, hey, you know, you you recently, uh, the software was closed without you saving. We have this thing. Do you want to restore it? There was none of that. Um, you know, people were asking me on Twitter, do you have Time Machine backup? I'm like, yes, I do have Time Machine backup. Is there any way that it records like a, you know, a temporary document in the background? Nope. And of course, versions is not included on uh, Photoshop 8, Elements 8. So there's no versioning in this thing. So I just right. lost it. I and, and and I lost it. I believe 100%. It was it was a lion thing. And 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 matter of fact, it's file save as. It it it's it it was it did the same thing. It's kind of like that whole saving thing uh that I did where where I go to right click to save a, you know, a, a particular document out of the web. It caused Chrome to crash. So so the lion's a little buggy. Now the good news is that, you know, I had already done all the hard work and th- thinking about how to put that that Photoshop document together. So once I actually, I cannot believe it. I did not speak explicited, or you know, I, I did not curse. All the and and I did not in a fist in a fit of rage. I did not beat my head against the wall, throw things, or slam my hands down on the desk and scream at the top of my lungs. I would have cussed. Though I was about ready to do all of those. And surprisingly, I was like, okay, channel this out into Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Tell the world how I'm so ticked off and move forward. And that's, I mean, you know, getting angry wasn't going to fix anything. So I went in and and I was able to recreate the whole thing in like 20 minutes because, you know, I already knew what all I I wanted to do. Right. And and so I did it. And, And it did not look as good. The whole, you know, the whole you know, doing the per, yeah, what do you call that? Perspective transformation and stuff like that. Sure. That didn't look, the, the equipment in the rack did not look nearly as good as it did the first time, but <laughs> I didn't have any more time to work on the proposal and I needed to get it out. So, yeah. Now defending line a little bit. Um, I have Adobe stuff crash on me. I crashed on me all the time in snow Leopard too. Did you? Oh yeah. See, I, well, the thing is I, I always use Photoshop elements. I have always used fo- you know, uh, Adobe audition. Neither one of those had ever crashed on me ever before. 
Yeah, I used to have screen flow crash all the time, and um, After Effects always. It was like, you know, one time I lost eight hours of work. It was like all yeah. day I didn't save. Yeah. And I went to make a move, and all of a sudden the beach ball happened. I'm like, no, yep. no, no. Well, I'll tell you what I did that second time, that 20 times that I... You know, the, the 20 minutes that I was recreating that document, I opened up equipment.psd and by golly, I did file save as <laughs> and and I made sure it saved before I did it any work. I made sure it saved under a new file name. And then it's like I would unhide things and resize them and I would hit uh, command S and then I would, you know, do another thing. Command S, command S, command S, command S, command by golly, I was saving that thing. Yeah. Now, and after uh, Photoshop doesn't have this, but in After Effects, there's an auto save feature, and you can set the frequency of saves. Yeah. Because there's the, the to save it, there's not a whole lot of like file. Like an After Effects file is only like you know 100k or something. Right. Because it pulls all the assets. You have to collect all the assets. So. Yeah. Well, anyway, I, I mean, I'm I'm over that. Uh, I learned my lesson. I should have known not to, you know, better than to work for two hours without saving. You know that that in in a way I consider that to be my fault, and I the only I, I was more upset with myself than I was with Lion, and I should in my in my own mind, and I still will say this I sh- I expect this kind of stuff from Lion at least for the next you know for the first ninety days that of its existence, mm-hmm. and a bunch of people emailed me. Of course, uh, Lion seven point one is out now, right? Yeah, that just came out. Um... Thank you for tra- that. Was a smooth transition. You like that? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's a small update. It's only seventeen megs, and it doesn't seem to be fixing anything like what I've been experiencing. No, and I'm still waiting for an audio fix too. Uh, but what's funny though, uh, it's it was it's been a twenty seven day wait uh, for ten point seven point one. It's the second longest wait ever, eclipsed only by the forty eight day span between ten point one and ten point one one back in two thousand one. Wow. So this one addresses an issue that may cause the system to become unresponsive when playing a video in Safari, which I do not use Safari. Me either. Resolves an issue that may cause system audio to stop working when using HDMI or optical out. I do not use either of those. Neither do I. Improve the reliability of Wi-Fi connections. I have not experienced any issues with that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Resolve an issue that prevents transfer of your data settings and compatible applications to a new Mac running OS Lion. So basically, I guess if I wanted to, um, you know, transfer for data from this machine over to another machine with Lion. So none of those. So guess what? This came out yesterday. I still not installed it. <laughs> <laughs> I installed it today at work Did this you? morning. Yeah, yeah, it only takes a second. Yeah, and and so I'm just. Actually, you know what? I'm, I'm sitting here looking at the, at the story you linked to, and I'm thinking that that's the window I'm in. Not now, and it won't go away. <laughs> it's, it's an image on the website. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Anyway, so I you no. Know, here's the thing. I love Lion. Yeah, I like it a lot too. You know, I kind of liked Spaces a little bit for a while, and I kind of quit using Spaces, and this has got me back to using Spaces. Yeah, I I, I use it a little bit. Yeah, I'm not a huge spaces person. I never have been. Well, you know what I like about spaces? What I like about it is that um, I, I love having like one program. It, you know, it, it's it's kind of like the focus thing. 
you know, it's like there's sometimes I get like 18 windows open all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most of the time it's like, you know what? I just want to go over to my to do list real quick. And it's like, you know, I'm just I'm going to I'm going to make the to do list. It's going to be up over on, you know, desktop two, you know, and, and my FTP program, it's it's in desktop three. And if I need to do something in Photoshop, that's over in desktop five. My question is, you know, am, am I eating up tons and tons of resources when I create these uh, additional desktops? Yes, because those are processes that are still running. Right. Well, I mean, they would have been running anyway. But so the then f- probably not. See, I, I, I only have like a handful of apps open. Like right now, the only app I have running right now besides I have Skype and Chrome and that's it. Yeah, here's what I've got. I've got... Um, I've got a special program that I use in social media. I've got Chrome, CyberDuck, my FTP, Skype. I have uh, SoundBite for our audio clips. I have Text Expander, OmniDazzle, Screen Float, Spotify. Tech, well, t- text Expander is on here twice. That's weird. Anyway, and it's it's actually on here twice, and it's got the little dot under it twice. Uh, page, <laughs> pages is open. Uh, Twitter is open. And uh, screen floats on here twice. I wonder why those are on there twice. Hmm. Maybe maybe it's some kind of special screen flow process that runs. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, so so all of those are open, and actually, that is pretty. That's a pretty low count of applications that are open for me at any one time. Hmm. But you have a lot, you have a lot more RAM than I do. I do have a bit of RAM. I, I what do I have? Twelve gigs, something like that. So, so, but the thing is, though, is, is I'm, I'm using the spaces and I'm totally, di- now I don't have a trackpad, but I do have the magic mouse and I'm, I'm, I'm digging the double swipe to the right and the double swipe to the left and the double tap to bring up mission control. Is that called yeah, mission control? Yeah. The double tap is cool. I have used that. Yeah. And so, so I am digging, I'm digging that. Um, the other thing I'm noticing is that if I do command, you know, the command arrow right and command arrow left, that actually switches me between spaces. But what I miss is I used to be able to do command. Uh, I used to be able to do like command two, command three, and it would actually take me to those spaces. Is there still a way to do that? No idea since I never used spaces. All right. Well, if anybody knows, leave us some feedback. We, I would love to know. Yes. Anyway, so Leave yeah, us some feedback. Um, let's see. So the uh, Mac Mini has Lion on it. Uh, the MacBook Air now has Lion on it. My big 27-inch production machine has Lion on it, and I went ahead and did the family Mac upstairs to have Lion on it. Sweet. And I have another confession, and and people are gonna hate this because they always hear Cliff buying stuff, and they're always you know I, every now and then I get some things where people are sick of hearing people Cliff buying stuff. I I get tired of hearing it. <laughs> well, I just bought another MacBook Air. The 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 newest version and I bought it for Stephanie. Uh that you bought it for me. No. <laughs> you could have. I could I could have recently, yes. <laughs> but um I bought it for Stephanie. Stephanie is homeschooling now and Matthew's homeschooling is on the computer. He he's he's cool. he's doing all his homeschool curriculum on the computer. And so Matthew is most of the day sitting there at the, you know, the family's 21 and a half inch iMac doing his computer work, his work. And when he's finished with one subject, Stephanie can log in and, and grade his work and actually look at it. And she can say, you know what, I, I, I'm reassigning these questions to him. He, he needs to go back and, and find out what he did wrong and, and get that right. 
And so she can do that from her from the from the the MacBook. The thing is, many times I'm like, you know, where's the MacBook? I need the MacBook down here. You know, if I'm doing a, a conference call or something like that, I typically record a backup on ScreenFlow onto the MacBook. And of course, you know, I, I'm getting ready to go to Chicago um, and some other business trips. And she's like, you know, I, it'd be really nice to have that. And Stephanie and I have been married for 15 years as of today. And Congratulations. St- thank you. And so for Stephanie, uh, for our anniversary, I bought her the MacBook Air. She And she's getting the new one. And it's killing me. Because I figured, you know, a, a, a 15th wedding anniversary of a hand-me-down MacBook just wouldn't cut it. <laughs> I think it would. Maybe put it in like a new like laptop bag. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, but, uh, so she's getting the brand new MacBook air. So lucky, she you know what? Switch it out. She won't even know. Well, she would because there's a little tiny Nick, uh, in the aluminum on the corner of the MacBook, uh, that we have. And she would, she would eventually notice that, Hey, wait a second. I don't remember yours having a back backlit keyboard. <laughs> I don't remember that. But anyway, so yeah, so we're we're lionized in the house and uh so far I'm really digging it. Airdrop? Have you used it yet? Have not used Airdrop yet. <sighs> you are going it's going to change your life. As soon as the wife goes, "Hey, I need that file," or you say, "Hey," and it's just like biggity bam done. Yeah. I did upgrade our cable internet to where um, I would have uh, three megs up instead of just the one meg that I had before. Yeast. And and uh, and I did that so that I can try using the same wireless network for Ustream that I use for everything else on my live show Thursdays. Mm-hmm. And so uh, basically I would be able to then airdrop things over to that machine instead of, before I couldn't airdrop because it was on the DSL instead of the cable modem. Gotcha. Um, well, now you're now you're all on one network having a good time. Yeah. The question is, is what's that program that allows me to share my keyboard from my machine over to another machine? Oh gosh, you're gonna hold on. What was the name? Of, it was like Centrix or something. Ah, I can't. I hold can't. on, I'm looking. You're gonna look it up, huh? I'll know it. I'll know it as soon as I see it. Synergy. Synergy. That's it. Hey, I was close. Synergy dash f o s s dot org. Is it in the app store, you think? How, how do you spell it? Is it C-I-N? Uh, S-Y-N-E-R-G-Y. I doubt it is because it's open source. Oh, okay. S-Y-N. All right. Yeah. I got, have you, do you get the beach ball every time you open the app store? Uh, I don't know. Let me open it up real quick. I get it. App every- store bounce. Nope. It popped up in one bounce. All right. Well, maybe- I do have a quad core i7. So. <laughs> nice. You know, oh, nope, yeah, came up, good to go. ScreenFlow has a big billboard on there. That's yeah, nice. they do have it. And by the way, ScreenFlow 3 is looking nice. It's fantastic. Have you gotten it yet? I do. It, I like it a lot. I've had it crash a couple times. Oh, that's not good to hear. That's a 3.0. But it's it, it's it's it saves it though, right? You didn't lose anything, right? No, I didn't lose anything. No. Good. Yeah, I don't mind if it crashes as long as it saves it. <laughs> yeah, man. Which it has versioning, right? It does. Excellent. Yeah, if you have Lion, it's got all the cool Lion stuff already ready to go. I'm excited. Uh, ScreenFlow 3, my friends. Uh, ScreenFlow, by the way, is a screen 
recording software. So it, it records everything full screen in full definition on your desktop. Anything that happens on your desktop, it records it. It has the ability to record computer audio at the same time. Of mm-hmm. course, it can record uh, video of you and video or audio from your built-in microphone on your computer. It can also take an audio input, like uh, if you bring in you know, high-quality audio, like I do, into the thing. You can, I mean, you can record and produce some really awesome screencasts. Mm-hmm. And I use it for a full-blown video editor as well. And uh, ScreenFlow is amazing. It's only ninety-nine dollars. Yes. And it is awesome. And if anybody wants, I do have an affiliate um, with them. And uh, you can click the link for ScreenFlow 3 on my podcastanswerman.com site. But I will tell you this, in spite of the fact that I have an affiliate relationship with them, I want to tell you, you're, if I were you, really, honestly, I'd buy it from the App Store. Yep. It's, yeah, the, it, it's the same price and you can put it on all your machines so I won't get credit but I'm okay with that I think it's be- <laughs> I think it's better for you if you buy it from the app store yes very cool so what else is going on in the world of Apple well there's a new rumor out that the iPhone 5 pre-orders starting on September 30th with an October 7th launch according to a new report by 9 to 5 Mac Apple might launch the next generation iPhone so far unofficially dubbed iPhone 5 by the press on October 7th with pre-orders likely starting on September 30th a week before launch um, with iPad 2 released earlier this year Apple didn't accept online pre-orders leaving the long lines to get a device from a local Apple store uh, now when the iPhone 4 came out they did do pre-orders Oh, okay, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, remember that? Yes, I did. I got mine on pre-order, I believe. Yeah, and I think I'm going to do that this year. I, I waited in line last time, but now that I'm going to have uh, the little kid, it probably just would be easier for me to plunk down my pennies and, and just have the mailman deliver it. Hmm. You know, and just take just take the just take the day the day off for... You know, I haven't like, decided whether or not I'll buy an iPhone 5 yet. Well, here's the thing. My wife wants an iPhone. Okay. So she is going to get my hand at me down and I am going to get the new iPhone. Very cool. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Stephanie and I both have the four right now. Both still very happy with our phone. And uh, yeah, I love it. But you know me, dude, if, if yeah. it's just like you, like if my wife had the iPhone five and I had the four, I, I would probably lose my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I, she had the three GS for a while. while I still had the three G. It was, it was difficult. Mm-hmm. It was difficult. Um, well, my wife doesn't seem to, I, I love my wife. So if she listens to this, I love you, honey. And she knows that she does not appreciate technology like I do. She listens like, to our show. I know sometimes. Yeah. Cool. I know she's listened live before, but I didn't know. I didn't know she goes back and listen to a podcast. Sometimes. Cool. Hi, Emily. But, <laughs> but um, like when I was having my issues with Zoomtown, you uh-huh. know, I'm getting like one meg down, you know, and, and I'm, I'm losing my mind because it's not fast enough. She's like, it seems fast to me. <laughs> my wife is definitely when it comes to technology is the it's good enough for me mentality and me I, I want the best of everything the fastest I can get you know this that and the other so yeah I need the new iPhone and if you bought the iPhone in June according to AT&T's website you're not eligible for an upgrade until November but knowing Apple and AT&T they may say go ahead and upgrade early so we'll see yeah i think that's probably what'll happen they'll they'll probably let you upgrade early cuz they want you and they, <laughs> and they and they don't want you to go to Verizon uh get them claws in yep 
Alrighty, so let's see here. So, uh, what's this? Google buys Mo- Motorola Mobility. I, I don't even know what Motorola Mobility is. Okay, a few years ago, I think two, maybe nineteen, nineteen ninety-eight, two thousand eight or so, Motorola spun off their mobile division, which does the phones, uh, walkie-talkies, all that kind of stuff. It's cable set-top boxes. They spun it off and called it uh, Motorola Mobility. Okay, and Monday, Google. Uh, announced that they're going to buy Motorola Mobility and its portfolio of 25,000 patents for $12.5 billion with a B. $12.5 billion with a B. Right. So so they want the patents is what they want. But the interesting thing is is that now, uh, now Google is in the hardware business with their phone. Mm, well, they did the Nexus One, didn't they? Someone else made that. Uh, I thought that Google had. I thought the first HTC HTC made the Nexus One, okay. and then Samsung made the Nexus S. Okay, but if I was HTC, I would be very upset that okay. So now they own Motorola, so Motorola is going to get all the good stuff. Yeah, well, certainly. I mean, that that could be the one way to look at it. Although I wonder, I have to believe that they'll just judging from what I hear, and I listen to a lot of tech junk. Um, I have to believe that really their interest is not so much in the hardware business as it is the patents because oh, of yeah, all yeah. the lawsuits back and forth. That's a lot of money for patents. So $12.5 billion. That's two years worth of their uh, revenue. They're, they're, they, they make about six from AdSense and stuff. They make about $6 billion a year after all the bills are paid. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting. Uh, Apple made a statement that they think Google paid quite a bit for Motorola. Yeah, well, <laughs> I would I would say so. When was the last time you saw somebody with a Motorola phone? Uh, well, the Droids are pretty popular. Oh, that's right. They do have the Droid, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, the Droid X, the Droid Eris, and and yeah, I, I forgot about that. I, I forgot Mo- Motorola was in the in the in the race. I I, I didn't remember. Uh, the, last, the last time I remember personally, Motorola was the, the um, Razor. Yeah, and here's here's the funny thing about the the, the deal. Excuse me. Let's say oh, it's late. It's seven thirty. Are we keeping you up? You are. Let's say I didn't sleep good last night. Um, let's say the deal doesn't go through for one reason or another. Google would have to pay Motorola two point five billion dollars. Say that again. If the deal the deal's not done, it's got to get past like the ITC, the regulatory commissions and stuff like that. Oh, okay. If the deal falls through, they'll have to pay Motorola a 2.5 reverse breakup fee. 2.5 what? Billion. Really? Yep. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, AT&T and T-Mobile kind of have the same thing. Uh, it's not nearly that much. It's hundreds of millions, but uh, if the AT&T Motorola deal falls through, then they have to cough up a bunch of money to T-Mobile. Wow. Interesting. All right, HP Touchpad. What's that? <laughs> You're wondering what the HP Touchpad is? Yeah, I've not heard of it. Oh, the HP Touchpad looks a lot like an iPad. Okay. A lot like the iPad 1. So, so anyway, HP comes out with this touchpad based oh, off... Oh, wow, of, I just pulled it up. It it looks like a complete clone of the iPad. Yep, running WebOS. Okay. okay. And uh, all things D... Uh, this evening issued a re- or yesterday evening re- issued a report claiming to reveal a terrible, terrible sales of HP's WebOS tablet at nationwide retail giant Best Buy. 
According to All Things D, Best Buy took delivery of 270,000 touchpads following the Slate's release last month. Since then, the retailer has just managed to sell 25,000 wow. to end users despite HP's huge celebrity-laden advertising campaign. That's a sell-through rate of less than 9.3%. And to make it worse, these figures came in after HP lowered the price of the tablet to 400 bucks for the 16-gig version. And uh, the word is Best Buy is so happy are so unhappy that it refuses to pay for the tablets and instead wants, wants HP to take them back. Wow. And an HP ex- executive is scheduled to visit Best Buy headquarters in Flying Cloud in the near future to discuss the matter. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Well, it, it, it makes sense to me. And they, the claim just comes two days ahead of HP's quarterly earnings report. <laughs> Ooh, that's not good. Yeah. Here's the thing. There's, there's no such thing as a tablet market. Nope. There's not. You know, you, know what, you know what the market is? It's Apple. It's the, it's the iPad. iPad. It's the iPad market. Yeah, I, I, would, I would say that I've seen some people who are happy with some Android tablets, though. I, I will give them that. They're delusional. Well, you know what? If you, don't ha- if you have never used an iPad, and, and believe it or not, there are some people who hate Apple, and, and I get that. You know, I, I used to be one of those people. So, I mean, for them, they really like their, their Android-based tablet, and, and I, I get that. You know, and, I just always love when people are like, well, I can do flash on it. And, and yeah. Why? So I can watch movies. I can watch movies. And okay. So pull up Hulu. Well, they block Hulu. Oh, well, <laughs> that's the only reason I want flash is for Hulu. Yeah. So yeah, that whole, now, well, the, the thing is it's, it's a whole Apple versus other things thing. I, I still, I, I think that there, I think there is an, there is a tablet market. I think that, you know, Apple still has the corner on it. I, I think that they're obviously the, the best selling and stuff like that. I, I can, you basically, you have Apple, then you have Android and then you have anything else. And I think that that's what you're seeing there. I mean, because, for example, I know a ton of people once that whole Nook color thing went Android, mm-hmm. they were people were loving that. Yeah, the Nook is pretty cool. I mean, so so I I, I think the Nook fits fits a for somebody who doesn't want an iPad, but wants a tablet. I think that I think Android's the way to go. I can't imagine going to a WebOS though. Yeah, I'm, out of everything, Web out of all the tablets, and Johnny Gruber said this too. WebOS is, is, besides the iPad, is, is the nicest tablet. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I just, it's just, I would just wonder if the apps are there for it. I don't think so. I mean, because Android, the apps are there. Sort of. They're, and, you know, they're phone apps. Well, still. There's, there's not a ton of tablet apps for Android, I don't think. But, but still. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and here's the thing. If, if I'm a developer, I'm, number one, I'm going to develop for iOS unless unless I happen to be wanting to develop something that Apple doesn't like. And so where do I turn to next? Not WebOS. I, I turn to the place that has, you know, the a platform with lots of other tablet devices. And Android right. is that place. So I agree. Yeah, you know, I, I I think I think there is a tablet market. I would I would say it, it, the the market is pretty much mostly all mostly Apple and then Android and I just can't imagine seeing another player right now. That and and of course this this article here with HP kind of confirms that. Right. How's how's Microsoft doing with their phone? By the way, have you heard anything about that? I haven't heard in a while. They haven't released any sales figures. It's pretty low. Is it? 
Yeah, hundreds of thousands of that. Hmm. You know, maybe two hundred fifty thousand or so. Do you think it's going to be their their phone is is going to be the the zoom of the the iPods? I hope not. I think it's a pretty cool phone. I, I've I've played with one and I, I really liked it. I thought it was very very cool. I haven't played with one. I I I'd like to. The uh, live tile thing's kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I have a friend of mine, uh, Andy Traub, who was just rejected from the app store, uh, recently, same thing, dealing with the same kind of stuff Apple's been pulling forever. Um, is, uh, he went to some kind of, uh, website where you can go and, you know, kind of create your own app and Apple is rejecting any application that's just basically repurposing content from the web. Yeah, if it's just like an RSS aggregator or something, their their thought is that there's already enough of those. Yeah. Well, the thing is, though, is is you know if people want to pay for it and and put it online, I mean here, here I mean I, I think it's crazy. I I personally, I, I you know, and and the thing is, it's so hit or miss. You know, Lipson L I B S Y N Lipson dot com, they have these. You know, probably I, I would say maybe a few hundred applications for podcasts in the iTunes store and they're all approved and they're all in there. But guess what? They can't submit anymore. Hmm. And I think that that's, I, I think that that's wrong. I think that, you know, and of course I don't want anybody's, anybody's podcast app to be taken off the store, but I think that it's unfair to allow hundreds, but not to allow any, like somebody else to add theirs. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's ridiculous. And, and so, um, you know, for, for that fact, you know, I, I still, I, I actually want to see Android. I, I want to see Android become even more of a competitor to Apple. I, I want to see them do some things that even, even start getting me to say, you know what? The iPhone five is coming out. My phone is getting kind of old. I, I, I want, I want Android to come out with a phone that gets me thinking I might actually go Android. <sighs> Yeah, I, I don't think they there's I don't think there's one out there yet that would get me to say that. But I but I want Android to develop one because I think Apple needs to loosen up more. I think all the good. Yeah, though, man, if you ever if, if you ever looked at the Android marketplace, it's it's pretty rough. Yeah, I, I, I get that. But I mean, for I, I'm sure that for the handful of applications that I actually use on my phone, that I could find a suitable substitute or an identical substitute on the Android. Like for example, Pocket Cast, use it every day. It's on the Android. Um, You know, Wunderlist, if I'm not mistaken, that's on Android. Um, Lose It, I'm not sure if Lose It is on Android. That, 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 That one would be a deal breaker for me. I play a lot of games. Lose It. It's my game machine, so... Yeah, so I'm I'm heavily invested in the. Uh, you know what? Lose it is not on the Android, and so until Lose it would be available on Android, I would not leave. Yeah, I'm highly invested in, in my iPhone yeah. for apps and stuff. So yeah, you know. But but still, what I'm getting at is I I really want Android to further succeed because Apple. I agree too. I, yeah, I don't like Apple being so far into the lead. We don't want them to be complacent. Yeah, that and that's what I feel like they are. I feel like they, I feel like they continually get complacent until all of a sudden they feel a little heat of competition, and then they start getting, you know, they loosen up a little. Yeah, well, I think the 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 if I was going to get any Android phone, um, 
you know, like if someone said, Hey Chris, you need to, we're switching over and yada, yada, yada. I would definitely go Nexus. The Nexus S right now is the one I would get. And actually if you have, um, we have a regional carrier here in Cincinnati called Cincinnati Bell. And, uh, for a long time they didn't have any good Android phones, but, um, let me go to CincinnatiBell.com right now. They've been getting some really good Android phones. And I believe that they have the Nexus. They have the Nexus S and they have it on cheap. Let's see, they got the HTC Panache, which is a 4G phone. The Samsung Vibrant, the Dell Streak, the Motorola Milestone, and they have the Nexus S. Sweet. And it's one, you know, 150 bucks. And that's if I was going to get any Android phone, that would be the one to get because they don't put any of the the UI stuff. Like if you get like the Motorola or if you get the HTC, they put their own skin over top of it. Ew. And it's, yeah, and it slows the phone down. Hmm. And the Nexus is just pure Google. You know, that's just, and they get all the updates first. Like when ice cream sandwich comes out, the Nexus phone will get ice cream sandwich before anybody else. Yeah. See, that's the one, and that's the one thing I don't like about Android is that not all these people are on the same, you know, iOS or mm-hmm. operating system, I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with, with Apple, gosh, you're a developer. By golly, as soon as iOS 5 is out, you, sure, you support iOS 4.3 for a couple more months. But after a couple more months, you drop support for it and you, mo- you move on to iOS 5. You know, yep. whereas, you know, if it, and, and again, this is where do, you know, where do the apps come from? They come from the developers. And if a developer all of a sudden, you know, you've got, you've got a hundred thousand phones over here and a couple hundred thousand phones over here and you got a couple hundred thousand phones over here, you got three different operating systems. It's like, man, you put yeah. this into the store. It's like, oh, well, well, I can't get that one because my carrier won't let me upgrade to that. Is that still a problem or can people upgrade their own? No, no, it's still, it's still an issue. Yeah. See, I don't like that at all. I I love, I love my Apple verse. (laughs) Hey, can we, Oh my gosh, they have the, uh, they have the Blackberry playbook and his Motorola zoom in here too. Sweet. Um, should we turn to our voicemails? Let's do it. All right. Daryl's going to start things off. Daryl, take it away. My friend. Hey, Cliff and Chris, this is Daryl over at the Fringe Podcast. Listening to the latest episode of Help, I Got a Mac, I had to stop. I'm, I don't know. I'm only a couple of minutes into it. I had to stop the podcast and send you a quick voicemail because I'm cracking up listening to you guys talk about Cliff's experience installing new computers at his family's insurance agency. My friend, I have just gone through this same experience. I feel your pain and it's with my it's with my own home computers i cannot for the life of me convince my wife to go all mac and <laughs> i recently had purchased a, an imac and um i had been using an a, what what's called a hackintosh which is like a, a build your own mac and it had been great never had any problems with it but i decided to go ahead and, and get the imac and so i gave her my Hackintosh, which is, you know, a PC computer. So to, to move my stuff over from the Hackintosh over to my new iMac, it was no problem at all. It took just a matter of hours. Now, to get Windows set up on this computer and to get her stuff over from her old 
uh, Windows, which she was using. Get this, she was using my old MacBook, but she was using Boot Camp on that thing, and so it was basically a MacBook running Windows. She never even entered into the Mac partition, oh, and to get her horrible. stuff off of there. Uh, it was just not working. We tried creating an image and a backup, and nothing was working. I spent hours and evening after evening talked to our IT staff here at work. Nothing. He's like, "No, no, you're hosed. You're, you're, you're nothing's <laughs> going to work because you know, the the hardware and the drivers and all this other stuff." So, long story short, I finally just decided to do a clean install of my Windows Seven. Only to get through the install and for it to tell me, "We're sorry. This version of Windows." is an upgrade from Vista. So you're going to have to uninstall this, install Vista, and then install Windows 7 on top of that Vista. I wanted to throw the thing through the window. (laughs) So anyway, I feel your pain. I wish I could get her to come over to the side of the Mac where everything is unicorns and rainbows. But alas, I have not yet. So anyway, I feel your pain. Thanks for making my day, entertaining me with your story of frustration. And my father-in-law, his is the same way. He's got all the stupid, the bloatware toolbar things for his Internet Explorer. So you know what I did? Just like you referred your family to, to get service from your friend, I did the same thing. I said, you need to call my friend Chris. I'm not supporting your computers anymore. If you need help, call my friend Chris. Anyway, loved it. Great podcast, guys. Talk to you later. Terrell, thanks, man. Ah, I'm glad that I'm not alone in that painful world of helping <laughs> people set up a Windows machine. I don't do Windows. You know what? I will say this, though, is my family's machines, uh, they've called me three or four times back. Did I tell this story already? I don't think so. All right. Well, they called me in the other, like, uh, like we recorded on a Wednesday, I think, and then we, they called me in Friday. It's like they had a bunch of problems. Uh, let's see. Problem number one, the print, you know, my mom's printer wouldn't print. I'm like, oh, okay. So I go in and I, and I look at her printer and guess what I see on the printer? This solid orange light that says toner. <laughs> so, so I said, Hey mom, how about I put a new toner in there for you? <laughs> Fix that problem. All right. So the, the, the second machine is my dad's machine. He's like, you know, I can't get this thing to print the, these pages from these insurance companies. Now, his was a valid one. It had um, Adobe Adobe Reader 9 came on the machine, and it needed Adobe X, uh, Adobe Reader X. So I had to go in, and I installed Adobe Reader X, and it fixed his problem. So that one, okay, I, I, I should have known to update Adobe Reader, but I assumed that, you know, brand new machine, it would work, right? Mm-hmm. Well, so I fixed that one. The third one was another computer that they use, and it's basically used mostly just for scanning, so they can all scan on this very high quality uh, Xerox scanner they got. And uh, so they said, you know, the scanner quit working. And so I open up the software and sure enough, it's not reading the scanner. And I look over at the scanner and guess what's not on? Any lights. So I walk around to the back of the machine and I say, hey, how about I turn the power switch on for you? Hmm. (laughs) That's funny. So, oh man. Anyway, so since then, everything was working great uh, until today I got an email from my sister saying, oh, this thing's just not compatible, blah, 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 blah. And I go in and I'm like, um, you know, open up your, open up that PDF document on your desktop. And sure enough, she had Adobe 9 on there. I'm like, uh, go to get.adobe.com or whatever. And and, uh, and so I had her install Adobe X. It fixed her problems. She was done. So other than that, though, they're very happy with their Windows machines uh, compared to what they had before, which was like seven-year-old machines that just did not work. 
Yeah, yeah. So anyway, too funny. Hey, we got two more things. Do, are, or do you have to run? No, keep going. My All wife's right. not here yet. Let's do this. Uh, here's the next one. I don't even know who it is. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. This is John from Houston calling for help. I got a Mac. Uh, I have a short little story for you that I wanted to tell you about. Um, I was on my way to the Apple Store to buy the new refreshed 13-inch iMac, or iMac with MacBook Air. All excited, had my money in hand. Uh, was bringing in my white iMac or my white MacBook so that uh, I could have it, you know, pronounced uh, DOA and could have reason to go um, buy that new 13-inch MacBook Air. And lo and behold, those geniuses and their voodoo knew how to resurrect my MacBook. Um, we have the 2008 uh, that has the Cord Duo on there and um, they were able to uh, just wipe the memory clean, um, reset some you know different parameters and blah 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 and lo and behold all I needed to do was actually just upgrade the, the memory inside. Um, you know pull out, the pull out the battery, pull out the uh, the memory sticks and replace the uh, two 512s there in there with um, two gigs. And I went there and found out that uh, you can't actually go through and get a third-party memory. But uh, it was interesting because you have to get uh, very specific beyond the DDR2 and the 667 megahertz. Um, there's the PCE 5300 parameter you also have to have as well as the, the sodium. So anyway, I'm in the process now of trying to go to Fry's to get this little extra piece because the uh, piece I bought at Best Buy, of course, it didn't work because it didn't have all three or four different parameters to it. But anyway, I just wanted to let you all know about that. that um, I was never so disappointed not to be able to spend money. You know, I was, I was so ready to just drop money at Apple's door and say, hey, but those, you know, geniuses were like, no, you can actually salvage this computer and still use it for, you know, basic uh, surfing and, um, and you know, small editing and, and just using iWork. And so, yeah, anyway, interesting. All right, guys, thanks. All right, John. Thanks so much. Uh, you know what? What a shame. I, it's too bad they resurrected that thing because I know you would love that MacBook Air. Yeah. But no. Hey, that, that's that's the power of Mac. They they keep on ticking. What do you say? Two thousand eight. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Two thousand nine, two thousand ten, two thousand. That thing's three years old, and he just upgraded it, and yep. and it's still ticking, man. Yeah, I'm selling my MacBook, my original MacBook. Awesome. Anybody wants it. nice hey one more uh piece of audio feedback here uh let's see who this is hey cliff john wilkerson from jesusgeek.info and i just wanted to share with you some tips about setting up pcs Uh, i heard in the latest installment of help i got a mac i don't know if you want to play this on help i got a mac or business tech weekly or podcast answer man Uh, you decide it's your they're your podcast anyway um, first of all, my advice would be never for business, never ever buy a computer from a retail store. Uh, number one, you get you get buried under all that junk that they install on it. And uh, number two, not if you get my experience, machines from the retail store are not as reliable as those purchased directly from the manufacturer. So you probably would have been better off purchasing a machine from Dell, and you can get those with a lot less junk installed on them and they run great for business purposes. Also, you may want to take a look at the license agreement for AVG Free. 
I don't believe, and I, I could be wrong here, but I don't believe that you're allowed to use it in a business. He's right. Um, so technically speaking, you're violating their licensing, licensing agreement if that's the case, and you would need to purchase licenses of AVG. Um, Microsoft Security Essentials is probably what you would want to look at, but I think there may even be uh, licensing problems there as well as far as a business is concerned because the software is designed for personal use. So check that out. I would suggest um, as far as virus definitions and things that you do get Microsoft Security Essentials. Don't bother with any of the other third-party stuff. It's a very lean and quiet antivirus product. And it's from the manufacturer of the OS, which I think really is the best person to manufacture antivirus software. Uh, that's it. And, oh yeah, oh, one other thing. Next time, invest in a copy of Ghost, because then you can set up one machine and image the rest of them. Save you a lot of time. That's it. Uh, I love the podcast. Bye. All right, John, thank you so much. And I probably would have taken more time figuring out how to use Ghost than I did putting the machines together. I don't know. Uh, but the other thing I'll say is that I had previously purchased uh, machines from Dell. I uh, had purchased uh, a machine for my mom from Dell. I purchased a machine from our, for ourselves from Dell. And um, they were all the trash, just like any other Windows machine. And I hated them. And I vowed to never buy a Dell machine ever again. <laughs> um, I did not like them. Uh, in fact, I, the only thing I regret is that I did not that I do not have video of me smashing to smithereens the D- Dell machine that I had. Um, did you really? Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. It 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 went into a billion pieces. Huh. Yeah. I I I went I went ballistic on it. Uh, All right. So, yep. <laughs> it was a Dell laptop, and it was a piece of trash. And it, and it deserved what it got. But the only thing is, is it should have been recorded on video because it would it would have been fun to watch. <laughs> As my, my wife and my kids will tell you, it was fun to watch. Okay. Um, the other thing is, is that, uh, you know, buying them from the, 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 the Best Buy or whatever. Yes, they come with bloatware, but that's what really took me most of the time. And that was getting rid of the bloatware. And, and, and that's... That that was the biggest part of the process is yeah. is removing that, and I know to remove that. As far as AVG free, I did not know that, uh, but I don't care enough to go up there and mess with those machines ever again. <laughs> so I'm not going to worry about it, and and I, I probably won't lose sleep over it. Anyway. All right. <laughs> anyway, um, oh, you know what? One last thing. Uh, David wrote in. He says, hey, guys, I am trying to figure out if I need the new MacBook Pro 15 inch with quad core. Here's what I'll be using the computer for. So first of all, he wants to know if he needs the power of a 15 inch quad core. Yes. All right. Well, hold on. You don't know what he needs right. yet. He all says right. I need it for Photoshop. So the answer is no. A MacBook Air would run that. Uh, website development in HTML, CSS, JavaScript, and PHP. Nope. A MacBook Air would do that. Uh, very little video editing. Uh, I would even say that a MacBook Air would even hold that on. Hold on hold on to that task. Is if, if you're mean. And by the way, a MacBook Air would do a little bit of my video editing, especially in ScreenFlow anyway. Um, and heavy design. Of course, a MacBook Air would take care of that as well. So... With that, I really like the 15 inches of real estate, but $2,300? 
It would take me two more months to save up for this purchase. If my business depended on uh, this purchase, should I just go for the 13 inch until I can afford the better one? Thanks in advance, David. What Get the 15 inch. Get I'm, the, not, I'm not. I'm not even joking. Yeah, the the, believe- G, the the GPU is way better in the in the 15 inch than it is. It's it's a dedicated GPU. Uh, so uh, GPU aware apps like Photoshop run much better, especially yeah. when you deal with huge files. Um, I'm dealing with like files that are gigs and gigs high because the resolutions are so high. Yep. They run much better on a, on a, on a 15 inch. They're also multi-core aware. So, you know, you're going to get the four way goodness. Um, if it was me, I would get the 15 inch. I, I, I don't, my workflow, at least for me, I, I couldn't get by on an air. Here's the thing. If that my, and the storage, if my business depended on it, and he's talking about design, heavy design. I would say the 15 inches versus the three, 13 inches, absolutely. Yep. Uh, it's it's not because of the it's not the quad core that that really is speaking to me. It's the 15 inches versus the uh, versus the 13 inches. And the other thing that that's speaking to me in saying yeah, go with the 15 inch and go with the quad core is because what he's what he's telling us right now is what his what he anticipates his his business needing. But a, once you get into a very little video editing, that can that can quickly turn into a lot of video editing. That and the just the the amount of of space that video editing consumes. Yeah, like I want to get an arrayed for video editing and be even faster. There you go. The bottleneck is your processor speed or your yeah. or your write speed on your drive. Yeah, but it, I mean the the thing is though technically speaking you could do all of those things that you mentioned on a MacBook Air. Now I know that a MacBook Air is not even what he's looking at. He's looking at the 13-inch MacBook Pro. But he wants to know and, and again the biggest thing that's speaking to me here is if my business depended on it. If my business depended on this machine, then I would save two more months and I would go I would go to the 15-inch. And I would go to that quad core because it's going to last you a lot longer and mm-hmm. it's going to make you more productive. The thing exactly. is, is I, you know what? When I went to a 27-inch iMac, uh, my income went way through the roof. And it's crazy, but it's because I became so much more productive with a faster, a faster computer and a bigger screen. And, and, and I'm telling you, those two things, as soon as I became more productive, it freed me up to be more creative. And when I got more creative, I started thinking about things I could do. And I'm doing things today that I never would have dreamed of if I did not own the 27-inch iMac that's sitting in front of me. Awesome. And that, my friends, is a fact. And that also, my friends, is the end of this episode. So I'm going to hit some music here. This is a long one today. It was a long one. I'm so glad that Emily wasn't there for you tonight. You got your money's worth, kids. That's right. Hey, speaking of your money's worth, did you guys know that if you enjoy the content and community of gspn.tv, that you can support it by becoming a Plus member? Head over to gspn.tv plus for more information. And also, Chris, can I tell them about something that you did for me? Sure. My friends, if you guys have never heard of the kind of work that Chris does kind of like, uh, you know, just for fun, go check out podcastingatoz.com, podcastingatoz.com, and see the video that's on there. My good friend Chris Biding spent like, you know, I don't know what, 12 months putting that together? Sure. (laughs) No, (laughs) it was... 
Wait, how, it was a, few, it was a couple hours, right? Yeah, yeah. If I had to guess, I'd probably say eight to ten. Eight to ten hours. So that's eight to ten hours on one seven-minute video project. But go check it out, podcastinga2z.com. Chris, my friend, knows his stuff and what he's doing and uh, <laughs> helping me take my own stuff to the next level. And of course, he's not cheap either. So <laughs> Neither are you. So That's right. That's right. That's, that's, why our stuff, that's why our stuff's good. That's right. Hey, my friends, check it out, podcastinga2z.com. If you like it, give a shout out to at biting. A, it, it's at Twitter sign. Twitter.com slash B-E-I-T-I-N-G. B-E-I-T-I-N-G. Emily, if you're listening, I didn't know that you listened to this thing when you weren't we weren't live. So hey, how are you? And uh, Chris, anything else? No. You, All right. you pretty much said it. Merry Christmas, everybody. See ya. <laughs>